again with another bonus episode uh, during our little hiatus uh, talking about the uh, movies that are adapted from comics um, and of course with me again is Richard how are you doing doing well doing well how's everyone doing <laughs> oh, I'm doing doing well uh, very I'm actually very very excited to talk about this, about what we're talking about today um, for for different reasons than I thought I was going to be because <laughs> I um so we're talking about uh Ghost World, which uh you know, I mean I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard of Ghost World at least. It's it's it is kind of one of the more famous indie comics out there. Uh, now um so we're gonna talk about the movie as well as, as talk about some of the differences between the movie and the TV show. Or I'm sorry, movie and the and the graphic novel. Um, <laughs> so let's get this I'll get this started with the uh the description that is on the uh, letterbox website so just read that real quick it's uh two quirky cynical teenage girls try to find out what to do with their lives after high school graduation after they play a prank on an eccentric middle-aged record collector one of them befriends him which causes a rift in the girl's friendship so that's kind of part of the movie yeah (laughs) and yeah it stars, um, I would say, Steve Buscemi, Thora Birch, uh, Scarlett Johansson, or Johansson, I never know how to say her last name, and uh, Brad Renfro. And it was directed by Terry Zweigoff, and uh, one of the writers was Daniel Klaus, who wrote the comic, and uh, Terry Zweigoff as well. And I might be saying Zweigoff wrong as well. <laughs> so the movie came out, uh, this is actually the 20th anniversary of the movie, um, uh, I, I think last week when this episode comes out it'll be the 20th anniversary of this movie so it came out in 2001 uh the comic itself was written by daniel klaus uh, and it came out in uh, in published full published form in 1997 by fanographics it originally appeared in klaus's comic book series eight ball as a serial and i totally when you read the comic you totally get the serial vibe from it and, and, Definitely. And, and the movie as well i would say the movie's very much like vignettes so mm-hmm. So, okay, well, that's all the, the, the business part of this whole thing. So, Richard, uh, do you want to start off of what, how you felt about the movie and the... So, uh, so do you want to talk about the movie first or the source material first? Uh, well, let's, let's talk about... Um, hmm, let's talk about the movie first, you know? All right. So, so, okay. Yes. If we're diving in on the movie, the movie is... It's a good movie. Hard stop. It's a good movie. Okay. I enjoyed watching the movie. Yes. It is not a movie that I would ever watch <laughs> if we weren't doing this. Like, it's a, you know, it's a nice slice of life piece. It's very well made. The, you know, great actors in it, actresses. It's just, it, it's not something I don't think I'd personally be into. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, it's a fun movie. Like, it's an interesting movie. It's a good looking movie. I mean, they, Please, I, I, what, what did you think? I want you to jump in. Okay, well, okay, so uh, I I completely agree with you. Like the movie itself, um, it, yeah, it's it's nothing nothing, it, it it's nothing offensive about the movie itself. Where like, it's it's not it's 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 filmed well. It's it's all the actors, everyone does a great job acting. Um, it's it it's um it's it's paced well, you know, for for mm-hmm. the type of movie it is. I mean, like it doesn't it doesn't really drag. And since this is kind of a slice of life 
like story slice-of-life stories are easily they can easily drag in movies because right especially nowadays where we're used to you know explosions and and intrigue and and excitement like in every other scene you know so um it definitely it definitely doesn't drag um but so and i think this is intentional i i know for a fact this is intentional the characters of this (laughs) this movie um Mm -hmm. they're not the best people they're not yeah written really well (laughs) i mean they're written very well but they're not that's that and that was what was kind of surprising to me because okay so you know when i first saw this movie and i read first read the comic back when i was like late teen and early 20s you know i was like oh like you're like yeah that's that's so me and that's like yeah like yeah damn the man and like you know be cringy for cringy's sake and like and like show all these old people how how dumb they are by by being being like the sarcastic you know piece of shit essentially (laughs) and Mm. and then watching it now and i'm like whoa i need to write an apology letter to everybody if i've ever acted like this (laughs) you know (laughs) like if i ever acted like this i'm really sorry i'm gonna i'll I'll, I'll buy you a starbucks gift card or something and 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 put it in a thank you note or so i had never this is my first time viewing the movie i'd never seen it contemporaneously and i think part of what rubbed me the wrong way about the movie is that that very well could have been me and my and a couple of my friends like I remember being a shitty team like all right they they border on being so let me not even say they Mm -hmm. (laughs) Enid borders on being a sociopath in this movie Mm -hmm. but like but like yeah no like just messing with people and everything like I just feel like oh this would have spoke very much to 16, 17, 18, 19 year old me. Yeah. And now at 37, I was just kind of like, oh, these people are awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no wonder adults hate kids. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like I was just like I was just like, oh yeah, I totally do not have the uh, patience I once did for shitty teenagers. I had a lot more uh, patience for them when I was in fact a shitty teenager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And 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 then yeah, and the whole like you know, like being subverted for subverted sake and right, know, and and not, not even not even like trying to do it in a sake to like to to like help progress things, but more just to be basically be kind of like a shit about things. You know? Right, right, right. And like the thing is, is that like a lot of times there was no punchline to what they're doing. Like they didn't even know what the joke was. They were just mean on the front end and then either it made them feel good and they laughed at somebody or they were like, oh, we were too mean and we feel bad about being so mean. Like, yeah, because essentially the, and this is the same with the dialogue in in the comic. It's like, oh, that person's so so bad and so terrible. They're my God now, you know, like, and that was, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I love that person because they're so terrible. It's like, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, if I, if I ever had said something like that, I actually meant it, like, because I, I did always have appreciation for like the fun and the cringe and like, you know, like not cringe. I guess that's a bad word for it, but like, like the, you know, the, the people that are just kind of doing their own thing and being, you know, being their own person. And I, I would have never said anything like that maliciously, but I would have been like, oh, this person's great because they're just weird they're fun you know <laughs> but 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 I, you get the vibe that when like Anid and, and Becky say it, it's more like oh look how dumb they are and like we're so much better than they are so 
I do have a little issue with the casting too. Because mm-hmm. um, actors are great. But the thing is, is it's like, I just hate like the whole, the characters of Becky and Edith are like, they're not even like a loser kids in school, but they're, they're not the most popular kids. No. Let's just put it that way. And to just get like two like very pretty girls to play those roles, yes. it does kind of take you out of it. Cause there's like, there's parts in the movie where Edith, who's a like just, or Tora Birch is a very like conventionally attractive woman. Mm-hmm. And you can see how like, they're like, oh, we're gonna put her in the equivalent of a burlap sack to make her look awkward. But then it just kind of seems glaring to me that you put a very pretty person in a burlap sack to make them look awkward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the opposite of the lipstick on a pig. You know, it's like, right. yeah, and yeah, I know, I completely agree. And 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 like the transformation is not fully there. Like like Charlize Theron and like in Monster. She's right. scary, she's scary in that movie, and she does not look right. Like you, and Charlize you can't Theron. tell that, like, oh, this is Charlize Theron. Like, it doesn't look yeah. like, hey, the one of the most attractive person you know you ever seen in ugly makeup. It just looks like you know a you know a, a awful person. Yeah. Like, it looks like a scary person. But like, there would be scenes where Edith would be wearing a dress that was super form fitting and shapely. Yeah, and it's like. Oh no, that's not like the loser kid at your high school. That's the girl that everyone's trying to, you know, talk to. Yeah. And then the next thing they they put her in something overgrown, you know, you know, that doesn't fit well. And it's just like, I don't know, it just just felt very glaring. Again, maybe if I see it when I'm a teenager, I don't notice these things, but adult me was just like, oh, that that's a little bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Like like the raptor shirt, you know, like that shirt's supposed to 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 basically just make her kind of you know, not look as like voluptuous as she really is in right. her life. You know, but but yeah, and and no, and, and that's and and maybe that's the commentary as well that like oh these people, you know, they're not as beautiful as they think they are, but you know, or they are as be- they're more beautiful than they think they are. But no, if you read the comic, it's not there's definitely not that. I mean um, right and the characters in the comic and the source material no they're they're, they're they plain. they they seem like again not the least popular because they have not only do they have other friends but they have people in their school and their 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 friend group that they're like they're trying to include them yes. <laughs> yeah but so so they're not, they're not like the least popular kids but they're you know they're they're kind of awkward they're they're not they're 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 not the, the most popular kids in school, I guess is the way to put because they're not portrayed to be ugly or anything like that. But it's just that in the social hierarchy, they're not the top of the food chain. Sure. And then when you get two people that are top of the food chain in the social hierarchy and try to put them in those roles, I do feel yeah. like it kind of took me out of it. Like this is probably I think mean, is this Carlett Johansson's breakout role? I think it is. I imagine because I was I this is the youngest I've ever seen her. Yeah, and and like yeah it's becky i mean they they, okay so they look the parts of the way that they do they do in the comic but like you're right like but then they look like they're 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 like better looking right right it's it's like again in the the kind of the uh the mean spiritedness of the characters it's almost as if like two models were like hey yeah. Let's go dress like normies for the week. <laughs> and and make fun of make fun of normal people. And make fun of them exactly. Yeah, exactly. No. And so yeah, and that's and that's definitely, you know, the vibe 
that that the comic does not have <laughs> so but um but you know i mean like you said though like the performances are great um that i i think that they you know they they all they nail the the way they are it's kind of like the the movie rushmore um max fisher uh jason schwartzman like mm-hmm. i used to hate jason uh schwartzman because of his character in rushmore until i realized you're supposed to hate that guy <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's not great until like the last 10 minutes of that movie then he kind of realizes how much of a of an asshole he was and and you get this in this movie as well but you don't get that redemption <laughs> you movie. don't get that redemption and you don't really get a resolution no and <laughs> so um the ending that's always it's a very controversial ending um because a lot of people don't know even daniel klaus won't even like admit what exactly the ending means to this and it's a 20 year old movie so i, I think we, we can we can talk about it I, yeah i think so yeah let's go let's go ahead and spoil it so basically um eden on this kind of you know on her little journey she ruins uh steve buscemi's life yes. <laughs> multiple times and basically multiple times in multiple facets of it yeah like yeah um and you know she kind of ruins becky's not ruins becky's life but like makes becky's life more difficult and really strains their friendship and then just kind of skips town Mm -hmm. (laughs) on a what may or may not be a ghost bus exactly and that's and that's what it boils down to is because um is that a lot of people feel that the bus because it was a line that was dead that that no longer was there and it was only moments earlier that that other person had had got picked up that was been waiting for that bus the entire time that that Mm -hmm. it's a it's it's supposed to symbolize suicide that you could definitely read it as that yeah and i don't know i I mean like i mean like and like i can definitely read it that way as well but it doesn't seem that doesn't seem appropriate for for the character right it doesn't seem appropriate for the character and we didn't really talk too much about the source material, but yeah, let's. We, it, 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 I almost felt like that ending made um, a little bit more sense if you just read the source material because in the book she multiple times says like, "Hey, I would love to just get in a car and just yeah. drive somewhere," so, and then know, basically she mentions it in the movie. But why can't I remember the name of Steve Buscemi's character? Oh, um, <laughs> oh, well, what was his name? Um, but yeah, he. Absolutely, Seymour is it Seymour? Yeah, Seymour. Seymour. They, oh, wow. how, how did I forget such a yeah. good name as Seymour? But yeah, she keeps telling she tells it to Seymour like once, but she says it in context of doing it together. Exactly. Whereas when you read the book, she's telling Becky, Hey, like, I just want to do this thing, I just want to go by myself. Like, you can come if you want, but like, <laughs> it's something that she, you know, she did kind of fixate on more in the book. So then, if the book would have ended like that, it made a little bit more sense to me. And even mm-hmm. in the book, they 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 kind of allude to the fact that like, hey, I guess that line is just back up. Whereas here, it just kind of happens. Yeah, so exactly. it just seems more like, hey, is this like some sort of haunted thing? You know, I don't know. It just mm-hmm. didn't meld, you know, gel with the vibe of the movie, in my opinion. It has it has a supernatural feel to it in the movie, and the the this is not a supernaturally kind of type movie, right? Because it's almost like the ferryman of like like of sticks like exactly <laughs> coming to, you know to harvest the souls so yeah um but uh so and then also i just felt in the book um 
first of all, let's just say about the book. The book is one of yeah. the most mean-spirited re- things I've ever read. Yeah. Um, it was still very, very fun and interesting. But like, I mean, yeah. as bad as they are in the movie, in the film, they are tamped down by mm-hmm. comparison of the book. Like, by the in the book, they're just mean. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 the mean girls. They they really yeah, are. they're mean. They're it's... mean to, to to people. They're mean to people that deserve it. They're mean to bystanders. They're mean to people that are just trying to be kind yeah. to them. Like uh, like in the book, uh, the whole way the the trick that they play on Seymour in the movie, like basically they do it in the in the book. Right, right, movie. yeah. They blow that out into the main plot. Yeah, and, exactly. And 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 but in the and in the book. It, it, you know it's even it's even worse because there there isn't you basically the, the person they do it has no name and and like the guy knows that he's the butt of the joke and he mm-hmm. just goes and he just stares at them through the window and then leaves and, and then and the, they just shrug it off like oh okay yeah. well yeah he's gone what did he say under his breath he's like oh well you don't even know what he said you know like and that's and that's the end of it and um and and then in the movie you know Enid sees Seymour again selling records and he want, and she was kind of I think out of penance wants to come up and say you know like hi like I, I want right, right. I want to be your friend because I feel I feel guilty about doing what I did to you and that right. definitely doesn't happen in this and then they're trying to find the the um, the guy that they 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 did the crank call voicemail on uh to the the and it makes him basically go into hiding because he thinks people right. are out to get him and and then when he, and when it finally catches up with him in the comic it's just like oh can you read my fortune because you're a fortune teller it's not even right once again it's there's like right no, right there's no uh there's no like uh reconciliation it's just like oh now 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 you're a vessel for, for you to do this thing i want done yeah exactly and and so and and definitely the um i think the main theme of the comic is basically the idea of when you're growing up you know you're gonna have the friend who wants everything to stay the same and you have the friend who just you know once once high school is over they just want everything to change and that's definitely more prevalent in the comic than it is in the movie Mm -hmm. And and I think that's what kind of in, that that was what makes what you were saying earlier about the ending making a little more sense. Um, and then the com- and I do feel like they flip it a little bit because I they feel do. like um, first of all in the movie compared to the book I feel like they like the movie or the book rather is a very much they're mutual stars. It's about Enid and Becky. Yeah. And then in the move in the film, Enid, Becky is a side character to eat it like they really yeah. don't give that character much to do but um it seems like in the book Enid was more the one that was kind of like I'm iffy about you know like she was kind of ready to move on whereas Becky was the one that was kind of like hey let's just continue to do the same thing that we've always done yeah and they kind of flipped it where Becky's kind of like hey like no nah, let's go be adults and progress in life and move in together and Enid just kind of couldn't figure out what she wanted to do with herself exactly and so, yeah, I mean, and and then poor poor Josh as well. And the, in the <laughs> oh man, he gets teased so in so many different ways <laughs> in this by by them, and and in in the movie too. But but right in the movie too, in the book more so. And mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for him, but it's like I feel bad for the stuff that's happening to him. But I do like. 
I feel like I should have more empathy for him, but like also assert yourself just 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 yeah. one percent. Exactly. <laughs> like and- like the the way he rolls over for them so quickly. <laughs> and, and I had I had a friend growing up who was basically like the Josh and like all the girls liked him because he was just kind of like the the a pushover and they could be very assertive towards yeah. with him. And and it's like and so I, I definitely am like, you know, it's like just be assertive and choose somebody. You know, if, if you have a crush on one of these girls, just go for it. And if it scares them away, then it scares them away. It's just the way, you know, but, you know, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's just, it, it was just so weird that he was always a yes, but you could see on his face, like in the movie and in the comic, yeah. every time he said yes, he was upset that he said yes. <laughs> exactly. And, and he uh, basically were, were they, the, were the girls the only friends that he had essentially is i guess and even with the the thing where you were just saying about like oh if you like a girl you know yeah. pick one that you like and commit even when i was reading the book i didn't even feel until they have the scene where enid comes over his place i didn't even feel like he he was so just like hollow i didn't even feel yeah. he was interested in them until they explicitly said it and, and that yeah exactly and and that's it all it almost seems like he just he said something because of the opportunity was there, and right? Because no, I totally um, got like asexual vibes from him. Right, right. Because when you read the book, and then at the end, him and Becky are seemingly kind of together. Yes. Like I felt like there, like I felt like there was a, a panel or two missing <laughs> because yeah. it was just kind of like, oh yeah, no, they're together now. It's just kind of like I don't know if that's where this was leading. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, and then I feel like in the movie it makes more sense that he doesn't end up with either of them because that was more in line with the his character arc, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, one thing that the movie missed that the comic had, and I found really interesting, and and very very much self depreciating, is that Daniel Klaus is kind of a character himself in the comic, where oh, yeah. he's coming to do a signing and no one comes to a signing and and then even in it finds him as a creepy old man so he doesn't want no 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 wait so in the book when she was like i've been yeah. to this writer daniel klaus i was like what kind of narcissist yeah. thing is See, this that, that's definitely narcissist. Like he's putting himself in the book and then like when he just completely just owns himself in the book he's like nah like no one came to a signing that dude's old and creepy I was just like, all right, I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. Yeah, As someone exactly. who enjoys being self-deprecating, self-deprecating for comedy, totally get it. That was well played. <laughs> yeah, because that could have went a different way, where like everyone, right. everyone loves Daniel Klaus and and all and Becky and and then they're just you know. Or throw, I was gonna say, or if they yeah. make him the main love interest or something, it, I was like, oh, it, this it, is it, yeah. I was like, where are exactly. we going? This 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 doesn't feel okay. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, and yeah, and. That's that's the thing. Both in the movie and the book, there's really like no resolutions. There's yeah. there, um, but I mean, I understand that's kind of like like life. Like nothing, not everything gets you know tied up in a bow, and it's over. You know, like it. Uh, some some things just kind of end. You know, without any any uh, any reason. Like the whole um, the Satanist subplot in the comic. Where, mm-hmm. where that's that's Enid's like obsession, 
is like mm-hmm. these, these this this couple that she has deemed that are satanists. <laughs> I was gonna say that she's yeah. just deemed satanist. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no there's no reason for her to say that, but 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 um, that kind of goes with the mean spiritedness of of the character. But um, but yeah, and and then um, it, it ends with with the 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 female satanist being like, oh, like my husband is you know you know skip town. And I'm yeah. glad. And that was and that was it. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're not gonna like get into if they were Satanists or like what they actually were. Like were they just weird eccentrics or you know, you know, like but but yeah, I guess I mean I guess and that that to me is kind of a pro in in a way because it is it's like it's like life, like when it comes to it. Yeah. No, you no, know, the, one of the more interesting things of it, um, as of the book as like a sh- structural piece is actually like no other books do this is that so much of the character development is done off panel so like you know Enid is doing her uh testing to get into college stuff off panel you don't see it and then basically the way that her and Becky interact and react to one another is completely different because she's had growth as a character on one end so is Becky and we don't see any of that growth but we see the conflict from that growth on panel yeah, so it's just kind of like, point. you know, they're, they're two peas in a pod. So all this stuff is going on off panel. And then it, you know, it completely changes the, the dynamics of their relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that is a really good point. Yeah. It's just... and, and, and I feel like the movie tries to do some of that as mm-hmm. well, but I, I feel like it doesn't execute the same. And I don't think it's a fault of the movie. I just think maybe because of a comic book you you have to fill in so much with your imagination like on the yeah. screen you expect everything to be laid out for you in the comic book form you're used to just being like oh okay I'll make sense of this thing that happened that I didn't see and I just didn't think it worked as well in the film as it did in the uh the book no absolutely or the graphic novel and and I and so you can I can kind of see why they chose a main character in the movie like in it you know basically this is in his life and Becky's a side character um, mm-hmm. because because yeah you're right it's like um you, they actually get into like the th- the things that change in it as a character you actually see it in the movie but you don't see it in the comic you know so so it, it's easier to have you know the two friends meeting up and talking to each other uh, in the comic than than like in the in a movie you you feel like you just like fell asleep for like five or ten minutes and missed something you know <laughs> and then you came back so so yeah no um um one of the side plots of the movie i feel like there's uh talking about is her art class with yes. the the hippy dippy art teacher uh-huh. <laughs> and how uh she's able to manipulate her yeah and then it, and then the whole thing with the uh so Seymour works for a fried chicken uh corporation mm-hmm. called Cook's Fried Chicken, but it used to be back in the day Coons Fried Chicken. So he gives her an art piece, you know, from back when it was Coons, and it's exactly what you imagine. It's very, very it's uh, horrific. It's inappropriate. Yeah. Like the thing is, is this is that the 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 BS that Edith comes up with, in my opinion, is the correct thing that like yeah like we should be able to talk about these things like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's what she gives our cast but then they put it in like an art competition and it scares and offends everybody and the thing is is this um watching the movie with 2021 eyes like I felt like in 2001 that is the exact appropriate reaction 
to that piece. Yes. And then I feel like in 2021, Enid's uh, sensibilities about the art piece would be, if not the mainstream reaction, closer to it. Yeah. And then when she lost her scholarship, whatever, she would have filled out a GoFundMe and like, you know, made $100,000. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and the thing is, is that, so, I mean, like, because of the era of the, of the movie, it, it, I think the, the whole scene is to show the lack of, of awareness that Enid has and, and, you know, to be kind of, oh, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to be edgy for edgy's sake. She's basically I was edgy, gonna say, edgy It's the one time that she's kind of edgy and subversive that I'm just kind of like, oh, no, I totally agree with this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. I mean. Um, like throughout the movie, it's like, oh, she's mean and subversive for no reason. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 I think she might be right on this one. Like, history's going to prove that she was actually correct. We should have, you know, yeah. hide and run from our history. Like, let's expose it and have a discussion about it. Yeah, because exactly, because there's no way that there's going to be growth from it if uh, yeah, if you precisely. don't discuss it, you know, and we can't <laughs> pretend it never happened because it's just going to happen again, essentially. So, so yeah, I, no. So, yeah, yeah, to, totally, like, you know, it's, I, it's, it's like the accidentally most progressive thing that happens in the comics yeah. or in the movie, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And so, um. It leads to a question. Actually, Carrie um, brought this up, and, I, and I'm like, I'm gonna steal this from you because I thought it was a good, a good <laughs> question. <laughs> good question. Um, and um, do you feel like this movie would be made today? And and how um, how different well, would it be? Well, firstly, um, could this get made today? Absolutely. Would it be yeah. a movie? No, it's a six-parter, ten-parter on Netflix, on Hulu, on Amazon, it probably plays better because you have more space, you know? Yeah. Because since it's a, like, I feel like slice of life things just work better as a series or as a mini series than they do as a movie. It just gives you more time with the characters, gives you more space to breathe. And it's more like a vignette. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. So each episode could have been a vignette as it is in the book. Yes. you know in the original graphic novel but no no de definitely it could get made today it, i mean i would be fascinated to see a new version of it in all honesty also just because the teenagers are different like I, yeah. I do feel like the like when we were closer to that age which is more you know contemporaneously with this movie like i feel like the kids aren't as edgy for the sake of edginess like we were yeah. So, so I do feel like Enid and Becky are kind of probably completely different characters if this is written or made in 2021 versus 2001. Absolutely, it, it, they're they're as much of a dinosaur as the Raptor on Enid's shirt. Wait. <laughs> <It is. laughs> um, oh, and, and that that was that was kind of my reaction as well. Is that like, um, I think when we were that age, because they're basically my my age because i think this takes place at like the turn of the century and they're like 18 19 years old i grew mm -hmm. um i graduated high school in 99 and and so i feel like i'm this is kind of my you know exactly my contemporary a few years a little older than than you but like it's definitely we're definitely still part of the same generation where we're kind of the last generation to not be heavily influenced by social media and right and or and by the internet and and I feel that um, the the need to be edgy 
is not as necessary for some because they can be edgy on they they actually see the results of being too edgy all the time on social media so right. i think i think a lot of, of people who have a little more sense about them um are, are are a little less edgy nowadays you know because because they see like they can easily just log on twitter and see the worst people in the world talking about <laughs> yeah and they're like oh i don't want to be that way i don't want to be that person you know so so yeah and also this is another instance where i'm like oh yeah right i think we may be old because like i'm like no i kind of just like prefer my media to be a little bit kinder and more earnest yeah. <laughs> and i was just like i don't know if that's you know i'm sure that you know i don't know the split whether it's 50 50 but you know it's i'm sure it's part culture change and part just us being older but it's yeah. just kind of like yeah like the idea of just these characters just being mean for meanness sake Mm -hmm. entertaining movie but it's like oof I do not like you guys exactly and and you know I mean and and I think that's actually um a sign that the movie did what it, it, it was trying to accomplish because I I honestly don't oh, feel yeah definitely it's you're you, it's not trying to get you to side with Eden you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you are made to understand that like what she, the way she behaves is awful this is kind of Okay, and I, I think just in general, um, women don't do the edge lord thing as well as men do, <laughs> which is a very or nearly as thing. often at the very least. Yeah, or, or nearly as often, exactly. And so this, if this was, so this is almost like a fight club for for <laughs> young women, where where or like Wolf of Wall Street, where like the main characters of those stories are the characters you. Should, never want to be you do not want to be right. tyler durden you don't want to be johnny wolf or whatever <laughs> the wolf from wall street main right, right, right. Name is. and but you get the dudes that are like oh man yeah i want to i want to trade on wall street and and rip people off and and like blah, 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 do all this you know this nasty stuff or i want to join a fight club and and beat the shit out of my friends and stuff <laughs> And it's like no 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 <laughs> Those are the i bad also think it speaks people. to the fact that uh women have just more sense than us that yeah. no you didn't hear a bunch of women girls be like eat it's my role model exactly. i want to be an eat it like I, I never heard that in the 20 years since this movie's I, been out <laughs> i heard it once before i read oh, the comic and i dated her for a while and i'm well, glad that, and i'm glad i'm glad that it didn't work out because um, I don't know how much they've grown since then. So, so yeah. he's like, I, I, I'm married and I'm in a healthy no. relationship and I'm a much happier space. So, uh, exactly. good thing that didn't work for me. And and I'm uh, married to someone who is a nice person, yeah. <laughs> and, and not an even a new cold fall, you know. So, oh, but I also think before we get out of here, because I'm sure you know, we're, we're I feel like we're getting close to wrapping up. Yeah, we need to like lay out the many ways she ruined Seymour's life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so we the aforementioned poster. Um, yes. And he's... The aforementioned poster was something that basically, since he worked for the company, he had access to. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to throw this out or whatever, or get it destroyed. And he was there like, they give it to Seymour. So her little stunt in her art class becomes a, a local news story which gets Seymour fired. 
because he's a board member, right? Of the he's or, a board member, correct? Yeah. Or or at least or part, like a man, so he's some sort manager. of manager. Yeah, yeah. So he gets fired, as well as in the midst of the story, Seymour actually gets a budding relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Eden comes over one night, and they end up sleeping together, which felt very creepy. Like the yeah, whole time, that... I was just like. They're not going to have them sleep together, right? And then it happened, and I was just kind of like, when they're cuddling, because mm-hmm. the movie starts with their graduation, so these young ladies are aggressively 18, yes. 19 at best, and Seymour is obviously older, and then Steve Buscemi just as an actor, like, he has an old face. Like, <laughs> Steve Buscemi is our age in this movie. Right, yeah, in the and, movie, and, but he looks even older. Yeah, just exactly. The, the features of his face like he's he's supposed to be in his probably late 30s but he looks late 40s early 50s there's a reason why he's the one that does the the meme of the hey cool kids like right, right. fellow teenagers because he's exactly and the, then the thing is is that yeah. he seems even older because all his um all his hobbies are like anachronisms it's like yeah. oh he listens to ragtime and yeah. blues and jazz so like everything and about him seems old not, not only does he listen to that but he listens to it on the the 78 <laughs> records which oh like, god the telephone is his yeah. phone in his house exactly so i mean he has that, an old rotary phone like yeah it's it's they they he's he's an older character who they're giving him characteristics that age him up even more so when they sleep together it doesn't seem okay and then that that moment of sleeping together he he breaks up with his girlfriend it's not even like he gets caught cheating yeah. he goes out of his way to break up with his girlfriend granted who's that that relationship in and of itself didn't seem healthy so they probably yeah. would have needed to break up at some point anyhow yeah. but just like again Eden just this agent of chaos like is ruining this dude's life and then he fights, he goes to fight Josh. Yeah, because he's of some... because he thinks that they have a thing together. Yeah. And it is assaulted by who may be my favorite character in the film. <laughs> yes. the, 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 the weird townie who just kind of hangs out at the gas station yeah. shirtless and, and with nunchucks. Totally aggro. <laughs> yeah, with nunchucks. Yeah. That was a good addition to the movie from the <laughs> that Yes, no, the he's a great character. Yeah. And also um um uh josh's boss who is uh i forget his character his name on seinfeld <laughs> oh yeah but he yeah he was such a jerk to josh mm-hmm. no ab- absolutely and like yeah I, I felt i felt the side characters in this was they were definitely a lot better <laughs> than than in the- right right they made good use of eden's dad um yeah which as well and then the uh the maxine the uh woman that was coming back into the picture yeah like yeah no definitely good use of the side characters it's just oh god i don't know how to feel about this movie because they're just so unlikable they're just so unlikable and i know that that's the um that that's what they're going for but it's like oh i i I have to stop saying they because in the book it's they I feel like Becky's pretty likable in the movie. Yeah. It's Be- really, it's really Becky, Becky has a good sense. Yeah. She's a little more sensible in the movie than she right. is in the book. And so, so yeah, I, I, I kind of, okay. So I, I can't say this movie didn't age well, cause I think it aged fine. And I think right. the movie, I, I enjoyed the movie the second you know this time i watched it and i as i i enjoyed it when i 
watched it when it first came out and but um i i think the things i like i i, I like i i didn't come out of the movie when back 20 years ago when i saw it with the negative feelings i have towards like especially enid you know in this in this and and, mm-hmm. and this time around it's like i like the movie but enid is terrible and no 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 she's she, she's a sociopath yeah she's, she's actively walking around trying to destroy people for the most part yeah she just she just wants she basically wants the world to burn she's a joker and, and she <laughs> yes yeah, and then she hates herself for it but like she's not going to do better she's yeah. not going to try to do better no she's not totally yeah she's <laughs> definitely um a walking time bomb <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and not told the end when she herself gets hurt herself does she like realize all the destruction she's caused and mm-hmm. even then it's like the it's a questionable ending for her like you know like did you know she just kind of runs away and she runs away right, right. <laughs> she runs away it's the, the uh the meme of the little girl with the uh, building behind her yeah. on fire and the, and the <laughs> smirk, smirk. exactly <laughs> and she runs away in the but comic the thing is, is that well. like you said it, it's not that the movie doesn't age well the movie does age well but it it like it really is a perfect uh, slice of a moment in time. Like I feel like this movie's gonna have legs because it's like, hey, do you want to see a certain type of teenager depicted from the turn of the uh, the twentieth century? Yeah. Like like you know how we're saying we're around that same age, and it's like I knew those, I knew people like this, and yeah. I behave like this sometimes. Like this was this was totally in a like. Of course, this because it's a movie, it's pushed to the extreme. But some of their actions, just you know being mean and petty for the sake of being mean and petty was something that like, oh yeah, no, people just did that. And yeah. I feel like people do that at the very least a lot less now. And, and you know, and, and actually things about the era that it came out. So the movie came out a week after 9-11. And right. so the movie was filmed before 9-11, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, and this definitely has a pre-9-11 feel to it. Like where I think maybe also this, the reason why people are not as, purposely mean to each other is because um we've lived in a war essentially we've had real trauma now we've had real trauma (laughs) exactly and but you know that you know from from 91 till till 2001 you know or whenever whenever the gulf war had ended you know that was one of the longest times of peace in the 20th century right 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 everything was looking up everything was about progress we had this new thing called the internet yep exactly people you know people were getting in on tech early and becoming millionaires out of nowhere so everything was looking up <laughs> and the biggest scandal that the president did was the sleep with an intern oh yeah. <laughs> i wish we could go back to the, that era where that was the biggest <laughs> right. scandal <laughs> right instead of the uh the non the the, the uh, non-stop war crimes of the 21st century exactly <laughs> exactly uh, i'll take a little uh a little intern canoodling <laughs> oh that. god so yeah so so you know not to sound like an old person but it was a simpler time you know it was like, right, right. Yeah. oh god pride we're old Jesus. i know exactly <laughs> so yeah back in my day exactly and the thing is too is that like so so 9-11 definitely aged us up because we lived we kind of lived in a pre-9-11 world and the post-9-11 world and now right. we're gonna get this again because we're gonna have lived in our pre-covid world and a post-covid world 
Oh, you God, know? definitely, so, yeah. So, because, like, the world's definitely not going to go back to the same way it was before COVID. And and so we're we're also going to be like, oh, yeah, like, we lived in a time where we could go, we could walk up to the, the airplane airport ter- terminal and, and uh, you know, and, and meet our, our fa- friends and family there without an issue. And we also lived in a time where it was okay to hug and shake hands with <laughs> people, you know? And, like, we didn't have to worry about having a communicable disease and also we we all lived under the assumption that everyone vaccinated and everyone was you know cared about the other person and wanted to make sure that they kept themselves safe and everyone else around them safe which we definitely no um, uh before we started recording you and i were just talking about going out and drinking like back when we were younger in our 20s and i could think you know i work at a big resort um you know, you know, in Miami Beach where people party a lot and just every now and again, a random stranger hands you a drink and you just drink the drink, you know, oh, here, have a yeah. shot with me because exactly. it's Miami Beach and people party. And like the idea of drinking something unvetted from a stranger mm-hmm. post-COVID just seems insane. But like I was doing that the week before, like I was doing that the week of March 1, 2020. Yeah. And now... <laughs> You couldn't pay me money. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, totally. Yeah, or, or like, you know, you're eating with, a, like, you're eating dinner or lunch with a friend, and, and then they're like, hey, like, you know, do you want a piece of this off my plate? And right. Like, you want to no, taste this? No, 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 no. Like, no, <laughs> I'm good. You know, and then that that would have been, like, the germaphobe that would have, would be doing that back then, but now it's like... Oh, right, right. That person would totally be ostracized. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, no, you're, you're the person who's going to survive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, definitely. So, uh, very cool. Well, um, so, I think we we, we kind of covered through everything I had on my notes here. Um, yes, the SEMA relationship is really problematic. <laughs> um the the uh the separation of Vinod and Becky in the book or in the movie uh especially and yeah so uh anything else um you want to add I will say this and this is something that's I, I don't even want to say it's progressive but it's uh it's just it's a different take that you know on these uh relationships you know older like how often have you seen depicted a relationship between an older man and a what younger woman where the younger woman is the one manipulating the situation, which is just something completely different than yes. what the status quo is. <laughs> and it doesn't make it any more appropriate, but it's just, you know, something you don't really see often. No, definitely not. She, she's definitely the instigator in that relationship. She's the instigator. She's the, she's manipulating the whole situation. Everything, like everything that she is literally taking advantage of him where you would expect it to be the other way around. Exactly. And and it's just it just becomes sad, essentially. It's, yeah, it, it, and it's bad, it's bad and unhealthy for both of them. Yeah. And, but and, you know, it is just again, like it, it's nice that something exists that shows you, you know, a completely different perspective than what you used to. Exactly. And 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 this and something that does happen in, in the real world too. It's not just right. one way, but you know, obviously it's it's more often, you know the right right the The other way around and then the thing is is that i feel like part of the reason why it like i feel like it rubs the movie would be unwatchable if it was the other way around oh yeah exactly and and that's what i was going to say earlier when we were talking about um you know the things that would be different if it was made today that Mm -hmm. i think that whole relationship wouldn't 
be there like because there, there oh, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the there wouldn't the, the sexual part of that relationship would have wouldn't have occurred in a, in a no, no, no. and especially wouldn't have occurred if it was if it was Steve Buscemi's character um instigating you know everything oh but, but yeah that makes it a completely different but piece of art then that that probably wouldn't even happen back then like it's the the movie would have a totally different feel and vibe if if, right. if it was Seymour who was like, "Hey, young lady, come to my bed," <laughs> you know, like, "Oh God, no, please, this is <laughs> we're good." So yeah, okay. Well, um, so any, any last thoughts or no? Just I don't. I didn't love. I don't. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It is worth watching. I totally endorse it. Ooh, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, it, it, it's one of those things that like it has legs, and I think everyone should watch it. But it's it's so just. Ooh, the characters just rub me the wrong way. So I can't quite say that I love it, but it's really really good. <laughs> watch it once. Probably don't watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I kind of feel too. I, I I think I hit my quota on uh, on reading yeah. and, and watching this. Like I'm, I'm good. And and like because like you know there's there's obviously this was a movie that in my head I'm like oh yeah like if it's on TV I'm gonna watch it because it's like there was a, a movie I enjoyed as a, you know when I was younger. But yeah now if it's on TV you know especially now since it's into the 20th anniversary if I see it on cable I'm probably gonna watch Bob's Burgers or something else instead. Yeah no right. <laughs> and it was also interesting for me being that it was my first time viewing it as a comic book nerd like you know people had been talking about this hey like you know everyone was excited I remember reading coverage in Wizard on IGN yeah. when they covered comics hey this indie book is getting a movie like you know before we lived in this comic book movie era where you get like five six a year. It was really fascinating. So, like, it was one of those things I never got around to. So, definitely, I still was interested. If you're a comic book fan, both the book and the uh, the movie are worth reading and viewing. But like, the characters are so unlikable that like I can't really say that I you know I love it or or whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a time capsule. And yeah, exactly. And also, Perfect also term. Is is that is that you know there was other there's our I've obviously other indie comic movies that were made before this, but you know, the, we're talking about more of the superhero type comic, you know, indie comics, like, you know, you spawn and, and judge dread and, and stuff like that, you know, like more of a action hero type, uh, type comic book movie. This is, this is definitely one of the first, if not one of the first or only comic, you know, adaptations about, with, uh, on a book that doesn't have any action in it right yeah well the action as in, not as in what stevie shemmy and indy colesaw are doing <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um so and even to this day I, i'm trying to think of a another slice of lifey type comic i can't think of any that have become a, mo- a movie i think you're right like when you said that this would be a tv show now and I can totally see that because because it doesn't have that action element to it also. Right. You know, so. I guess um, the only thing I can think of is like Road to Perdition. Yeah. It's a slice of life of like a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the closest thing to it. You still get gunfights in Road to Perdition. Exactly. You know? Maybe that's maybe that's what Ghost World needed was a was a random gunfight in the middle of it. <laughs> well, we had a nunchuck battle. I mean Yeah, no, there you go. Yeah, that's about it. But yeah, so all right. 
Um, so I, I think, yeah, I, I would probably rate this around, I, 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 would, I would give it, you know, like a, like a, a C, I would say, an average grade. You know, it's, it's definitely something, if someone's like, I want to watch this, I wouldn't be like, oh, don't watch that. It's not, you know. It's, it's definitely worth watching, but if it's your like favorite movie or if it speaks to you in a specific right. way, you may want to, you know, exactly talk to a professional. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, actually, um, we might have a special guest star right now. Oh, awesome! Because Carrie, Carrie, um, um, she just walked in and she actually was was Carrie is to the chat answering my question real quick. So I'm gonna actually hand the microphone over to her so she can say what she just said. Beautiful. Hi, Richard. Hey, Carrie. I was telling Brian right now that um, I used, I mean, I watched, I was one of those like asshole movie people when I was like a late teen. Like I only okay. watch independent films and I only watch foreign films and only films with stuff. I was a real fucking bitch. And like, it's because, <laughs> it's because I, liked a, I liked a boy who was my best friend's older brother. And I really, oh, hi. Yeah, hi. Um, I really <laughs> wanted to impress him. So that's why I was like that. Um, and it, that was stupid. But so he was a really big film guy. And so I watched Ghost World. And it's one of those movies where when you watch it at the cusp of your life, where you watch it when you're like in the, your late teens, early 20s, it's one of those like, oh, I can identify. Oh my gosh, you know, like life sucks and it's tragic. And you watch the movie and you're just like, oh yeah, I totally relate to those characters. And then you watch it as someone who's matured and actually gone through through life, and it's fucking shit. It's a horrible movie. Yeah. But it's one of those movies that you should very much watch once to if you're a fan of independent comics to say you've watched it. Because I think it is yeah. one of those pivotal films, but it's it's pure shit and I remember when I watched Ghost World with this boy um he told me oh what's um Ignid Enid um he was like oh man you remind me so much of Enid and <laughs> when I was younger yeah. I took that as a compliment because I thought she was hot and I was like yeah I want to be like her and as an adult I'm like oh my god was that she's a monster was that backhanded like I don't understand what kind of call, which could also show why we never got together. <laughs> so, so you took it as a compliment, and I inside he was dying. He was just like, "She's a monster!" Oh my god. Well, that was the thing too, because we were all sort of these horrible elitist assholes, and that's right. and I, I, I hate movies now. I have a really hard time watching movies, and I think that's part of it. I think because I remember how I was as a kid. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like that anymore. You know, like, so now I'm like the complete opposite where I don't want to watch a movie. So when he was watching I, Ghost I, World. I think part of the movie, it's like, it displays um, how like social currency and part being social, yes. uh, part of the social hierarchy mm -hmm. was like so big for people in like our era, our generation. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that even if you were a little bit lower on the totem pole, you would figure out ways like you would be snarky you would be mean yeah. and in that way basically if you took someone else down a peg then in your own mind it raised you up a little bit mm -hmm. i mean like which <laughs> yeah is awful it's a horrible way to be and it's and it's one of those it's one of those things and um it's one of those comic books where you're like 
again, it hits differently at different ages, you know? (laughs) Like, I would love to revisit this, God willing, like my 50s or 60s. And I'm like, I'm sure I'm going to think about it completely different than I do now. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the difference between 19-year-old Carrie and 38-year-old Carrie is vastly different, thank God. Yeah. Because she probably was a monster. I'm remembering her. (laughs) Yeah, she was. I'd like to forget her. I'd like to put her in a little box and be like, you belong there. No, no, no. Like just like just the the idea that someone's just out here living their life they're at a diner just trying to get some lunch and like i'm just at my table with my friend making fun of them relentlessly is something i totally would have done at that time Uh, i did that if i'm being completely honest five years after that time i was probably (laughs) still doing it but like now it's just like god that person's just trying to live their life have a meal yeah. and you're being a complete obnoxious asshole Which, and I can't fathom doing something like that and and you guys brought up a point earlier about this being a product of their times and it's very like you know pre-internet and all these things which I totally think is correct because now that we're all kind of held accountable by social media by the fact that somebody can record my dumb ass and being a monster to somebody <laughs> in public now there's a lot more accountability in how you treat others And so that's because do you remember like in the early aughts, it was like, let's record people and make fun of them and post it on Facebook or post it on MySpace. And that was a thing. Right, right. And it was totally okay that you're recording this stranger. This stranger is living their life and like, oh, no, no, this this person's outraged. (laughs) And like that quickly flipped very Mm -hmm. as much as it was like a funny thing to do. It very much became like the public was aware that, oh, that could have been me and that's not cool. And so I think that's kind of that same vibe where it's like, now there's just a lot more accountability and we can't treat each other like giant assholes. Like we have to be nice Mm -hmm. at some point. If anything, if it's just to be like self for self-preservation, you know, because not everybody's everybody's nice for it to be genuine, but that's what I want. No, um, mom. One of the dudes on ESPN, Bomani Jones, a guy that I'm a fan of, but he always shares this anecdote where he just, he's like, oh, when he knew one that he was, you know, kind of famous, but also he was just like, oh, wait, am I like an a-hole? Because he was just like, he, when <laughs> Twitter first became a thing, he would just sometimes, like if somebody was wearing an outfit he thought was silly, whatever, he would take, you know, snap a picture of them, share it on Twitter. And like, you know, him and people that follow him on Twitter would make jokes about it. And then one day he's at brunch or something, takes a picture of a guy, shares on Twitter. The guy happens to be a fan, happens to follow him. And is just like, dude, like, why are you doing this to me? He's just like, oh, one, I have a huge following. I have these people coming down on this human being because for no reason at all, except they're trying to live their life. And then two, just the essence of it is awful. But again, he's around our age. I think he's like, you know, in his early 40s now. So mm-hmm. like it was something if you're if you grew up in the 90s, it's something that we did. And it was Absolutely. totally I don't even want to say it was appropriate, but it was acceptable. At the yes, very least. agreed with that. Yeah. But like it's because it was it was normal. And it's just something now I, I and I, I often wonder, is it that I'm older or is it that the error is different? It's probably a mix of both. But it's, it's just kind of like one of those things that like I would never do that to somebody. Yeah. But it was something that we would always do to somebody. Yeah, and then you see this movie and you're like, oof. Oh, we were yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, we were assholes. Yeah, totally. No, do you remember that story? Uh, she was like a Playboy playmate. She was real hot. She was in a gym 
and she took like a mirror selfie, but it was this older gal who was naked, just like living her life, trying to shower. Um, It was in LA and this had to be like 2008 or 2009. And this woman um, takes a, 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 a mirror selfie, but you can see the naked older gal in the back and she's out of shape. And the woman just posted on her Snapchat. And then she was just like, oh, this is why I'll never get old. This is why I'll always go to the gym and eat well. Like, if I have to see this, you have to see this. And she posted it to her snap. And it was super, super jacked up. Because in California, it's a straight up class A misdemeanor to record or uh, photograph someone against their will. And so um, she got in trouble with the cops. The gym that she was a member of banned her from all of their um, all of their uh, places, all of their their facilities, facilities everywhere. Yeah, all around the country. Um, she got dropped from Playboy for body shaming this older woman because I think the minute it became someone super vulnerable, like an old naked lady, everyone <laughs> became acutely aware that it's like, oh shit, this can be anybody that's posted right. on the internet now. Like, there's no respect there's no like oh second thought about what they're doing so it became a huge i know it was a huge thing in la because people stopped i'm sorry she was on the radio too oh yeah she was on the radio and like she lost her radio gig right Mm -hmm. and um she uh because everyone in la like gym memberships dropped because nobody wanted to go into a locker room for the fact that somebody could possibly do this to them so yeah no uh, no it was definitely the 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 the, uh are we the monsters moment i I think for society yeah it's like again like you said there was a flip there was a time when everyone would laugh at this and then now it's like and now the internet mobilizes hey this person did something awful but 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 let's go get them fired yeah and i don't maybe that's not the most appropriate reaction but i feel like that's closer to the appropriate reaction to be like hey let's just laugh at this stranger trying to exist in the world yeah no totally that's uh so my uh hot take is it's a piece of shit movie but you should watch it (laughs) (laughs) just to get it out of your system harry's like piece of shit movie three and a half stars yeah (laughs) piece of shit loved it (laughs) watch it again in a heartbeat no but thanks for having me on richard it was nice talking to you thank you all right here's brian appreciate your perspective thank you (laughs) later all right, thank you, Carrie, for, for joining us there in Prompt 2. And um, my behind the scenes right now, Johnny got tangled in the, the cord for the microphone and ripped, <laughs> almost ripped it off my head. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so, well, okay. Uh, at least now oh, I, you see, John, Johnny's a, uh, a 90s team, just being a jerk for jerk's sake. Exactly. <laughs> And if if I want to do bonus material for uh, the bonus material, then there 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 we go. There it is right now. There you go. So all right. Well, um, so actually, so thank you again. Uh, yeah. Um, sounds like that uh, we kind of covered this as much as we can right now. So we've gotten into all every nook and cranny. Every nook and cranny, <laughs> definitely. And so, um, all right. Well, um, once again, thank you, Carrie, for for jumping on for a second. Thank you, Richard, again, as always, uh, for for uh, humoring me and coming on in here and talking about. It is movie. my pleasure, brother. Yeah, and uh, we we have uh, um, 
we have one more of these to do. Uh, we're going to be doing, actually, I don't mind saying, I'm going to probably release this, uh, these in order. So we're going to be doing Umbrella Academy um, the first season. So the biggest watch that we've done so far. You know, not not a two-hour movie, a ten-hour season. So, I this 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 episode's kind of gone long, but I think the next episode might kind of go long as well. So, and, ah. we might, and we might have another special guest as well. So we'll see. Awesome. All right. Well, um, so Richard, uh, you want to? There's nothing you want to plug or anything, right? Or I mean, if anyone wants to follow, follow me on social uh, at Topcat360, it's only so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so I think that that's about it. So everyone, we'll we'll see you at the movies. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. All right. Good Bye. Night.